Friday After Five. We're your hosts, Rachel. And Hallie. <laughs> In case you can't tell. I just got my wisdom teeth out on <laughs> And I told her we don't have to record this week, but she's very Gotta be consistent. dedicated. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> We've recorded through a lot of events, I will say. I mean, on it, it's only been five episodes so like five weeks and I mean yeah I feel like a lot's gone on in these five weeks but we're here for another week happy Friday finally the weekend yeah let's let's kick it woohoo so if you guys couldn't tell by that little squeaky intro (laughs) we're gonna be talking about having pets in our 20s pets in our 20s I personally haven't had the privilege yet but Hallie is it a privilege I don't know I go back and forth some days it is some days I'm like hmm shall we send you back to Michigan (laughs) um yeah so talking about pets this week and just like the reality of having them in your 20s I feel like it's very not controversial but like people are either like all in or all out when it comes to pets in your 20s like some people are like oh you're too young you like have your whole 20s ahead of you like you don't want to be tied down by that responsibility and other people are like oh my gosh they're my best friend like I don't know what I did ever before them so it's just kind of interesting emotional support dog emotional support dog or cat I guess or cat if that's your thing I can't say I'm personally (laughs) a cat person um but I know lots of people who are no shame love cats do you Mm, not personally (laughs) um but yeah just talk about like the financial responsibility a little bit yeah just all the fun through the whole like thought process and like reality the thought process so since I don't quite have a furry friend yet oh so sad um I just want let's start off by figuring out like why what drove you to want a dog or instead of a cat yeah um especially like now in an apartment yeah (laughs) um so for me my family we've just always had dogs growing up we had a black lab and now my parents have two um well they have a labradoodle and a golden doodle um so I've just always been surrounded by dogs and I'm definitely a dog person so I definitely knew that was the path for me Mm -hmm. I've We've never had a cat. I can't say I particularly get along with cats. I've gone through seven cats, but that's a story for another day. Oh, my gosh. I did not know that. <laughs> um, yeah, so the decision for a dog was pretty easy. Um, in terms of, like, what kind of dog, it's actually kind of funny. I, I guess it was the spring of 2021, so last spring, I decided that I really wanted a dog and I felt like you know through co-op that at this time I was financially able to support a dog Mm -hmm. so against I would say my parents advice I put a deposit down on what would have been a mini golden doodle and it was a breeder from Texas and at the time I was still in Texas and it was perfect timing like the puppy was supposed to be due in early October which would allow me to bring it home over Thanksgiving break which I'd be home for Mm -hmm. from school like it just was all lining up really perfectly um then in the middle of my semester my fall semester I was doing a little bit of traveling and just decided that it might not be the best time for me so I was going to defer my litter placement as the deposit was already down but in the meantime my parents swooped in and they were like well we've been wanting a second dog (laughs) so funny enough they actually took the dog that I guess would have been mine um, her name is Lola, and she's super happy in Dallas with my parents' other dog, Bella. And They're every, meant to be. They're meant to be. Everything worked out for a reason. Um, 
so that happened in around November but by December I was just really like seeing the puppy and like going through it with my parents and just like I knew what I was committing to I decided that I wasn't going to be traveling as much Mm -hmm. and in this last semester I just during my time in Northeastern I have front-loaded a lot of my coursework like every summer I've been here I've taken summer classes I um, even overloaded one semester which was a lot but because of that I only had to take two classes this final semester so only half a course load which is super nice and I knew I'd have a lot of time on my hands that would allow me to take care of a dog so train a dog yeah to train a dog which mm, is she trained (laughs) um so I finally uh decided that yes I was going to go forward with it but now the next problem was I mean ever since COVID the wait list for puppies are insane mm-hmm. like they're a year out and I was like well if I'm getting a dog I'm getting one now because like now is when I have time to like you know go through the puppy stage like in a year from now I have no idea where I'm going to be what my job's going to look like like that type of thing so I was right. like it's kind of like now or it's going to be a few years so I was kind of stressing myself out nobody else was putting it on me but I was like oh my gosh like I need to find this dog I really want this dog so I this is a really long story that you guys probably don't even care about um after some research I found a breeder who was gonna have a litter of mini Bernadoodles due in uh, January ready to go home late February early March and I was like oh perfect I'll be a Boston it was a mass breeder like everything was gonna work out well it turns out I got an email that that dog like didn't get pregnant or whatever mm-hmm. so there were gonna be no puppies and I was like what am I gonna do so it just so happens, like in all my research, I landed on, you know, some random web page out of Michigan and it was this, you know, reputable breeder that was, had a puppy that was supposed to go home the week prior, but it's family like at the last minute backed out, which now is my Ivy <laughs> and they drove her all the way from Michigan to Boston oh for me and literally over Christmas break, I flew in the Thursday night and Rachel and I picked up Ivy Friday morning like Mm -hmm. it was so fast I didn't really have time to prepare um but I definitely think it was meant to be me and Ivy (laughs) she's my little mini me at times (laughs) I just remember you sent me a picture of her collar you didn't even have the dog yet but you had the collar and I was like oh my god (laughs) I knew it was real it was happening it was even that first night like as I put her in her crate and I went to sleep I was like what did I do what did I just do like (laughs) is this my life um but no I'm I'm super happy with my decision. Do not regret it whatsoever. I also grew up with pets. So I grew up with two labs and then some random cats, um, a chug, which I inherited from my grandmother, <laughs> and then my brother's dog, which uh, all of the above. I don't even know the breed. Oh, my gosh. But what led you to want a Bernie Doodle, especially in your 20s? Yeah. Um, so, again, that originally it started with wanting a Golden Doodle. I knew I wanted a Doodle in general just from, like, the shedding perspective. I mean, obviously, I vacuum and clean my, keep my house clean, but I didn't want to, like, deal with the dog hair all the time. Um, so I knew I wanted a doodle. At first, I wanted a golden doodle, but then, you know, after researching, I found out that Bernadoodles are known to be more calm mm-hmm. and better suited to apartment environments compared to golden doodles and labradoodles, which are typically, you know, more high-strung, you have a little more energy, um... Not horrible, but just, like, given my circumstances and where I'm at in my life, I thought a Bernadoodle might be a better breed suited to me. Um, and so far, I would, you know, say that's true, especially compared to, like, my parents' dog. Like, I definitely noticed a difference between, like, how Ivy reacts to things versus, you know, Bella and Lola, for example. Do you think she's, like, super hyperactive? 
uh, Ivy? Yeah. No, I definitely don't. Like, I take her on two walks a day, and I feel like that does it for her. Like, mm-hmm. she doesn't eat any more or any less. Like, she's perfectly happy. Um, she's also super cuddly, which is not something I, you know, personally care about in a dog like my mom is always wanting this dog that's gonna like snuggle with her and like all these things whereas I'm more just wanting something to like coexist with me and like if I want to snuggle and like hug it and whatever I want it to like be there and like put up with me but I don't necessarily like need it to be on my lap 24 7 type of thing so I think Ivy and I have found our balance it's actually funny how she reacts to different people like when my mom was here visiting um Again, she just likes that snuggly dog. So she was all over Ivy, and Ivy was just, like, thriving. Like, she loved it. She was, like, all over my mom. Like, they got along super well in that way. Whereas as soon as my mom left, like, Ivy knew, like, kind of her place with me. And, like, you know, we have our moments. But also she just, like, if I'm sitting on the couch watching TV, like, she might sit on the cushion next to me and, like, do her own thing type of thing. You know? She's so adaptable. So adaptable. My brother's dog, <laughs> if you pick her up, she just, like, starts growling. Oh, my gosh. I mean, Ivy's getting to the point now where I can't even pick her up. Like, Oh, wait, yeah, we didn't even tell them how big she's going to yeah, be. Yeah, so she's a full size, so she's going to be anywhere from 60 to 80 pounds. The vet predicts closer to 70. Um, she's five months right now, and currently, our last vet appointment, she was 40, so I guess now she's like 42, 45-ish. When we found, not found her, when we picked her up on the street, she was 17 pounds. 17 pounds is when we picked her up. So she's grown a lot. Um, It's been kind of fun to watch her grow up, Um, especially, like, in the environment. Like, Rachel and I have pictures of her, like, you know, sitting underneath my coffee table now. She's, like, towering over the coffee table, eating my food off of it. (laughs) So it's been fun. It's been a good time. And, you know, we talk about, like, a Bernadoodle being the right breed for me living in an apartment and like the reality of living in an apartment with a dog is that you know it's not impossible but it's definitely more challenging again I still look to my parents who you know they live in a house in the suburbs and they have a backyard that they just you know leave the door open all the time the dogs can go in and out as they want and it makes it super easy but for me being in the apartment like for Ivy to have to go to the bathroom I had to like go all the way down with her we had to walk on a leash to the special green area for dogs so mm-hmm. it's not as ideal and I do think that it made potty training a little more difficult for me um but like I said it's not impossible and it in some ways it's almost easier because of my parents house you know like the dogs have full range like they can go anywhere they want and at times like with a puppy you don't necessarily want that you want to have eyes on them at all times whereas for me living in an apartment like Ivy can't go anywhere that I'm not like I can always see her wherever I'm at so in terms of keeping an eye on her it definitely made things a little easier Mm -hmm. um so you just gotta like think about where you're at and like your setup and I guess that type of thing speaking of challenges (laughs) we want to make the reality of having a dog in your 20s as clear as we can yeah full transparency is the name of the game so let's talk a little bit about the financial burden (laughs) yeah definitely not the cheapest investment but worth it in my eyes um I mean when you think financially I know before I like when I put the deposit down on the original dog I made like a spreadsheet of all the things that I had planned on having to buy with mm-hmm. a dog um so it starts with you know you have to purchase the dog itself or if you're adopting from a shelter either way um there's still usually a fee associated with it so just taking that into consideration with me a doodle being a designer dog these days <laughs> again was not cheap um 
but from there it's like you think about the basics the setup you need a crate you need toys you need the food Mm -hmm. um which typically the breeder recommends you don't typically have much leeway in like what you're going to feed them because you don't want to change them right away um what else i mean it's everything you got to think about the vet and the um vaccine cost you have to think about puppy classes and training (laughs) um (laughs) <laughs> Rachel's laughing because I made her go to our first puppy class <laughs> together. Um, I mean, it's not cheap. And I think my biggest reality check was after, I think it was just two weeks of having Ivy. Like, I had, you know. That one vet bill. That one vet bill. She wasn't feeling good. She wouldn't eat. And I would, she again, was, like, lethargic. She was lethargic. And I, again, had only had her for two weeks. I didn't know her that well. So it scared me. So... I was able to make like an emergency pet appointment appointment that day and you know they took x-rays they did you know the whole thing so it was a lot um when I got the vet bill it was over a thousand dollars and I think we were literally at the vet for like only two hours it was yeah. like I just dropped over a thousand dollars in two hours and there was like, nothing wrong with her and there was nothing wrong with her in the end <laughs> they gave me some special food to take her home with which she obviously loved because it was like wet food or whatever um but I think that was my biggest reality check I was like okay like I really need to like focus on like my personal finances and make sure that I find the balance Mm -hmm. um so yeah definitely not cheap but again you have to think about where you're at um my biggest piece of advice financially would be to get pet insurance that is something that with my first like my family's first dog it wasn't necessarily a big thing yet but my parents both did it with their two dogs now and after that whole vet bill thing I invested in it and so far it's been pretty good like I've gotten money back and I (laughs) am quite happy with that so just a little thing to think about I will say as her self-declared godmother that (laughs) Ivy's the best mom like she takes her financial responsibility very like she takes it seriously but she'll also buy her like all the toys she needs (laughs) all the chew toys like I'm looking around her apartment and she has a whole bin full of toys. Well, of course she has to have something. <laughs> also a Furbo. I think a Furbo is a really good oh investment. If you don't know what that is, it's like a little dog camera. So like when you're away from home, you can watch them. And also you can spit like treats out of it. So if you want to like, you know, give your dog a little something while you're away. Yeah, that's good for <laughs> apartment living too. It is really good for apartment living. And at this stage, like, I'm starting to, you know, at times, like, if I go to the grocery store, I'll leave her out of her crate, like, test the water, so it's a good way for me to be able to check on her and see what mm-hmm. she's doing. Obviously, most of the time, she's just sleeping. Otherwise, I wouldn't have continued with it at this point. Um, but, yeah, overall, financials, it is expensive. It's expensive as you think it is. For me, it was more expensive than I had originally thought and plans mm-hmm. for. Um, so just making sure that you're financially prepared for that. Um, I mean, it's something that you have to budget for. If you want a dog, you have to budget for it because it's exactly. a lifelong commitment. Well, I was going to say, yeah, it's yeah. a commitment. Like, it's not just, like, you buy the dog and that's it. Like, your dog's going to live for, what, 12 years plus? So mm-hmm. you got to think through it a little bit. Um, yeah. So I cur- currently don't have a dog, but just coming from seeing you have a dog mm-hmm. as well as seeing people get dogs in their 20s, I think there's – a lot that needs to obviously be considered before you make the decision to get a dog. Mm -hmm. But one thing is that you need to decide if you're getting a dog for yourself to add to your life, to add to the dog's life, whatever, or if you're getting a dog to get a dog, plain and simple. Because (laughs) (laughs) um, I heard one of my friends in freshman year, her friends back in like wherever she lived, there was a fraternity and the fraternity bought a puppy Uh just to like 
get the attention of girls and yeah. have a fraternity dog. And the dog ended up, like, completely neglected. Um, the fur matted. Um, I mean, this is obviously a terrible I example. Mean, I don't want, yeah. But I think that that's an important point is, like, what the purpose of the dog is in your life. Do yeah. you need a dog in your 20s right now? Or is it because everyone else likes the dog, you know? Yeah, it's, like, going to get you attention. No, I totally agree. And, like, you, like it's all over TikTok. Like, you see, like, the frat dog, the sorority mm-hmm. dog, and, like, you know, they're making, like, light of it. They're, like, laughing about it. But, like, in reality, the dog's sitting there drinking out of a beer can. You're like, well, how good can that really be for the dog? Like, it's a responsibility. It's not just, like, a thing that you, like, carry, like, show off. Like, it's a living thing. Like, yeah. you got to care for it. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a living thing. Yeah. Leading into the reality of it, let's talk about the time commitment. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a time commitment. Um, I mean, just from, like, the overall standpoint, I am crate training Ivy just because if I ever wanted to board her or anything, mm-hmm. a lot of places, like, require the dog to be crate trained. So I am going through with that, which is kind of funny because in Sweden you can't even buy a crate. Like, it's illegal to crate train. So kind of funny that that's what I'm doing. <laughs> um, anyways, but, like, you think about it, when you're gone, the dog's in the crate, mm-hmm. and, I mean, that's not super fun for them, and I, you know, that's where, like, neglect is associated and stuff, so, like, I don't want to leave Ivy in the crate too long, so I do spend a lot of my day at home, which, for me, being a homebody introvert, that's fine, I totally love it, but a lot of people, especially in your 20s, are wanting to go out and do things, and that's not necessarily the lifestyle that would, like, be yeah. accustomed to a puppy right now, um, even with that, you know, you know, I have friends who are going out and they're like, you got to come with us. Like, it's going to be so fun. It's like, you know, as fun as that would be, you know, I don't want to be leaving Ivy in her crate all night because then when I get home, she's going to think it's time to get up and I want her to be on like a good sleep schedule. Mm -hmm. And Ivy wakes up the same time every morning. So even if I come home at like 3am, Ivy wakes me up at six to six 30 every single morning. So I mean, am I willing to sacrifice my own sleep? Probably not. I mean, it's a large time commitment. And then beyond just the crate, you know, there's puppy classes you got to go to. I had signed up for six weeks of puppy classes and each week it was an hour, which doesn't sound like a lot, but you got to go into each week prepared, having, you know, being able to prove that you learned what you did last week type of thing. Like, so that was a lot of time. Potty training in itself was a lot of time. <laughs> I think combined, I probably spent hours cleaning up after. Same. Ivy. Yeah, <laughs> Rachel has a big help with that. Um, you look at the walking. I mean, at this stage, Ivy's getting two 40-ish minute walks a day, give or take. Um, but as she grows, she gets older, she gets bigger. That's only going to get longer from there. So, I mean... In all honesty, I do feel like my life kind of revolves around her. Not from, like, you know, everything in my life is, like, dependent on her. But, you know, my schedule definitely revolves around her. I want to make sure, like, I'm going to the gym at a time that's convenient for her to take a nap type of thing. So it's a lot. It's, again, more than I think I probably expected. But it's not not doable. It's totally doable. You just got to have the right lifestyle and be willing to, like, give up certain things for it, which... For me, I will. I yeah, I was. will say that she definitely puts Ivy first. <laughs> she will not leave Ivy in the crate for more than two hours. She comes all the way from work back home, make sure Ivy has a walk, water, everything like that. So <laughs> I definitely think that she's a little more mature than most people in her 20s for sure with pets. <laughs> I love her. I have to do it for her. <laughs> That's what it's all about. 
going off of the reality of having a pet in your 20s and our shared experience, <laughs> we want to give a little bit of, of advice yeah. from my perspective as well as from the perspective of the real pet owner. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think my biggest piece of advice would be just to have a solid support system. Mm-hmm. I definitely could not do it without you, my friend Hallie. Even Hallie's roommates have come over and helped me. Um I mean, there's times where I do get called into work, and so I definitely need somebody. Like, I'll be working two shifts in one day, so I can't leave Ivy alone for six hours in the crate. Mm -hmm. So I'll, you know, you guys are so good to come over and stay with her if I need. Or, you know, if I'm doing, like, a long walk or taking Ivy somewhere new or I'm a little skeptical about I don't know what to do, um, you guys are good to come with me. Like, you just need to have that solid support system in place because one person cannot do it physically on their own. well, especially when you're taking classes, too. Exactly. Taking classes. I know every Tuesday night, Rachel comes over and stays with Ivy while I'm in my three-hour night class. Like, so nice of her. Um, it's my job. As the godmother. Um, I mean, I was lucky enough to get to see it right before I got the puppy. And again, that's kind of like what pushed me to be like, okay, I can do it. And I do have a good support system in Boston. Um, getting to see like my parents get this new puppy and how like as a family like we were all supportive and we all worked together I was like okay like I see what it takes I know I have that like now I can move forward with actually getting the dog um I mean what's your perspective from it I mean Rachel is basically like a second mom to Ivy like she's here all the time helping me so like you agree that's an important point yeah I definitely agree with that I I think um in terms of advice just for the puppy like having the puppy I guess like anything like what have you seen that because oh Rachel wants a dog someday like she the potty training yeah that nearly drove me insane oh my gosh she would the thing about Ivy is that she's like she likes to personally attack us like Literally. emotionally physically <laughs> <laughs> so she would she would take her out to the bathroom we have like this bell that she rings to go to yeah. the bathroom she'd come back she'd look at us and then she'd just pee on and the she'd just pee <laughs> Like, literally, and any time, like, at the beginning, like, she would do something that she wasn't supposed to, and I'd say, like, no, don't do that or something. She would stand there, she'd look at me, and then she'd pee. And my neighbor actually got a dog, like, a very similar time to me, so Ivy and this other dog have been, like, growing up together, and he calls them spite peas. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, yep, Ivy, Ivy does it, so... Yeah, I, I didn't know if I was going to make it beyond the potty training stage because it was just, and it, again, took so long just because I was in the apartment. So buckle up if you're potty training. And then another piece of advice I would say is just make sure you have, like, the proper gear, I guess, for the dog. Like, we would go on walks with <laughs> Ivy and she would rip our arms out of the socket because... I mean, she's definitely stronger than she's <laughs> strong. So, what came from Amazon the very next day? <laughs> what is it, an anti pull? It's an anti pull harness. <laughs> which someone told me that no harness is anti pull. Which I agree. Like she can still pull if she wants to, but this one like hooks on in the front, so it's definitely more challenging for her. And when she pulls, it kind of like pulls herself back <laughs> to me, like just the way it works. So that was definitely a good investment. But yeah, I agree. And that's the thing about the beginning. It's like you can only be so prepared. Like I thought I had everything everything ready to go I thought I had everything for her and as soon as she came I was like oh I need this oh I need that type of thing so it's never done like you're never done learning I guess oh wait I have the best piece of advice oh no I'm scared when you're in the potty training stage and I did tell Holly this even though I personally <laughs> haven't had a dog 
pull your carpet up. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I know. So I had this carpet in my living room. And that became Ivy's favorite place to pee. And I was really good at, like, as soon as she would do it, I'd get up and clean it. Like, I was so attentive and so careful. But it just ended up, like, the whole apartment just, like, reeked to pee. And so... (laughs) One day we actually tried to clean it. We tried to clean it, like, professionally. (laughs) Like, we were, like, researching. We got the tools and stuff. We were, like, on our hands and knees, literally cleaning this carpet. And it just... We ruined it. It didn't work out. So I or, I ordered a new carpet. It's actually sitting right next to us, but it's all rolled up, still in its packaging, and I refuse to put it back out until I like really trust Ivy because she's good. I would say she is potty trained. Would you agree with that? Yeah. I feel like at this point now, it's my like it'd be my neglect if she were to have an accident in the house. Like mm-hmm. I would have like not listened to her when she needs to go out because she'll usually be pretty good to bark at me. I feel like we're on a good schedule where I know like what times we go out, but if she. If I just ignored her, I'd be like, that's when she'd have the accident. But yeah. I think the last piece of advice I would give, and this is a quote from my mom. She says, a tired puppy is always a good puppy. So I feel like always just taking the time to like exercise your dog, play with your dog, interact with your dog, like whether it's like mentally stimulating for them or physically like activity for them. Um, when they're tired, they're not going to get into mischief, but it's when they're tired, they go, or when they're not tired, they go looking for things. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I mean, I think it also helps that you live in an apartment with a lot of other dogs too. Oh my gosh. Literally. And again, you go back to support system. My apartment building is so dog friendly. Mm -hmm. And like I said, one of my neighbors got, it's actually a Labradoodle the same time. So cute. Same time as Ivy. Um, funny it was supposed to be a mini and it's actually bigger than ivy right now so (laughs) they think they got played (laughs) um but literally like they have puppy play dates all the time like we just go downstairs and like in our little courtyard we let them off leash and they just like it's almost like bear cubs like they literally don't leave within five feet of us and they just like wrestle with each other and it's so cute and it gets so much of their energy out so it's it's good it's also good for me again being an introvert like it gets me outside I've met neighbors that I would have never met it gets me like socializing again a lot of my neighbors are you know my parents age like they're a little bit older than I am so just interacting with a different age group type Mm -hmm. of thing um and then you get advice on what they're doing with their dog exactly like this family and me like we went back and forth all the time about potty training because they were struggling just as much as we were Mm -hmm. um so yeah I mean I guess that's just like a little bit of advice from I guess our perspective and like with all of this said I mean I've only had Ivy since January at this point it's been four months so I'm still figuring it out I'm still learning this is like literally just for my first few months with her being a puppy um and you're killing it I will say well thank you you make me feel like I could do it could not do it without (laughs) you I know you need to and you need to do it soon because Ivy needs a friend (laughs) But again, this is just our perspective, our limited perspective about what's worked for us, what works for Ivy, for everybody's going to be different. Every dog is different. Like, it's just never going to look the same. Um, But yeah, I mean, this episode is something I wish I would have had going into it Mm because, you know, we talked about, like, people glamorizing certain things. Like, we talked about in our unhealthy, like, living one. I feel like it is glamorized to have a dog in your 20s and you just really got to know what you're getting yourself into to make sure that's not only going to be successful for you but you want to make sure that you're like giving your dog the 
best life you can. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with that, it, your dog's not a, just a photo opportunity. Mm-mm. And that's kind of what we've been seeing recently on, like, TikTok, Instagram. Yeah. We're just really using the dogs as a photo opportunity. <laughs> and that we just want to set the record straight, the yeah. reality of it. <laughs> yeah. It can be hard at times, I tell you. I, I'll text Rachel, like... I'm gonna kill her. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, mm, I think I'm gonna call them and send her back to Michigan today. <laughs> but with that said, that brings us to the end of episode five. We've Holy been doing this for heck. over a month. And just before we end, real quick, I just wanna brag on us super quick, which I usually don't do, but I'm super proud of us. Like, we set out to do this. High five. <laughs> we set out to do this as just like something for fun, like mm-hmm. totally you know, just more for ourselves and for anything, expecting to get, you know, single digit views or whatever. We are in the triple digits of people that listen to our episodes every week. Like, I think that's kind of crazy. It makes me excited. It makes me happy. Hopefully we're making an impact. Hopefully we're making an impact. And I mean, I hope the like progression just like keeps going, Mm -hmm. like the momentum. Momentum. (laughs) So Rachel, what do they have to do? Before you get a pet, Do your research. Do what you want.